All right. It's good to see you this morning. If you would, please take your Bibles and turn to the book of 1 John. 1 John chapter 4. We're going to talk about overcomers this morning. You know, that's what God intended for you to be, amen? He wants you to be an overcomer. I've heard people say, talk about born losers. There are no born losers in God's family. We're all overcomers in Christ Jesus. And uh, we are equipped to win. We are equipped to be able to overcome. And I want to read this verse of scripture, just one to start off, start off with. That's First uh, John chapter four, verse four. It says, "You are of God." Now, let me wait a minute before I go on. Let me say that in the beginning, in these first three verses, God's talking about uh, John's talking about evil spirits and powers and and uh, false prophets and those kinds of things. But uh, he's saying that. We've been able to overcome them. He says, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. And uh, wow, what a wonderful promise that is. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Let's pause and go to the Lord in prayer. Father, again, we come to you and we thank you for your goodness. I pray, Lord, that you help me to uh, proclaim this message as you have presented it to me. And, Father, that uh, you would open the ears of our heart as well as the ears of our minds so that we might grasp the fullness of what you would have us learn this morning. We thank you for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. God has given us divine resources that are available to us to help us be those overcomers. Speaking of being overcomers, I came across a love letter that uh, I don't know how it came, but I on Tuesday I sent out to those that needed to know my outline and my scriptures and what I was talking about, and all of a sudden this love letter appeared. And I've... Uh, change the names to protect the innocent, but I do want to read this love letter to you. I thought it was quite amazing. It says, my dearest Betty, not you, it was a made-up name. (laughs) My dearest Betty, I love you beyond words. Webster does not have in his dictionary the necessary vocabulary to explain the depth of my love for you. Thoughts of you dance across the portals of my mind. You are my all-consuming passion. So enraptured am I regarding my love for you that the Pacific Ocean would be like a small pond if I had to swim it. I could do it as long as I knew you were awaiting me on the other shore. The heat of the Sahara Desert would never impede my progress to you knowing that you would be the oasis that would 
refresh me when I arrive. There would be no inconvenience I wouldn't endure for you. Climbing Mount Everest would only seem like a little anthill if I knew you were at the precipice. All I'm simply saying to you, my darling, is that my love for you transcends time and space. Oh, P.S., I'll see you Saturday if it doesn't rain. I'm sure we understand that this guy was great at talking about big things, but not quite as good as fulfilling those big things. Uh, A lot of us say we're overcomers, but we allow a little bit of rain to stop us from actually doing that which we say that we would do. And by the way, Phil, I told you I could do this without letting you know, letting anybody know it was you that gave me that letter. And uh, he's not even here. Where is it? He knew I was going to get him. That's the reason. He knew. Yeah. All right. Listen, listen. God has given us the ability to overcome. We need not be victims of those evil spirits and the things that uh, Satan brings against us. Uh, There are three powerful adversaries that I want to mention this morning that sometimes hinder us or try to hinder us from being the overcomers that God wants us to be. Uh, They're spiritual adversaries, those that come against us. There are recurring anxieties, and then there's also the world's allures. But we don't need to be victim to those, and God's given us the promise that we can overcome. Now, I want to deal with each of those three from this passage of Scripture that we're dealing with this morning. First of all, I want to talk about how we can overcome our adversities. We could overcome our adversaries. And uh, uh, those are spiritual adversaries that are always active trying to rob us of our joy. Now, you've heard me say before that Satan tries and will continue to try to rob us of our salvation. But the Bible teaches that there's nothing that he can do that will rob us of our salvation, that we are uh, firmly in his grasp, and there's nothing that we can do, nothing that the world can do, nothing that the devil can do, nothing can rob us of that salvation. But since he can't rob us of our salvation, what Satan tries to do and is constantly active in trying to rob us of our joy of our salvation. The joy of our salvation. And he does that uh, by several different ways, by sowing doubt and fear and confusion into our minds and into our hearts, trying to rob us of that. But we can overcome those powerful adversaries and you Ask me, well, Pastor, how 
do we need to know it? I hear you say that we can overcome them, but I need to know how we can overcome them. It comes by faith in Jesus Christ when we enter into that relationship with him that he comes to live within us. Now listen to what it says here, there in verse uh, verse 4. Let us read it again. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Now you see, the devil wants to bring that doubt and confusion into our minds and into our hearts that he might rob us of that joy. But folks, listen to me. You have already victory over the devil and his minions because when you entered into that relationship with Jesus Christ, you did that by faith. And Jesus came to live within you, and he is greater than the devil. Amen? We need not fear those things because we have Christ living in us. We accept that by faith. We need also to accept by faith that he'll help us to be overcomers, that he'll help us to overcome those things. We need to find ourselves when we're having those difficult times, when we're having that confusion and those fears seem to well up inside of us, we need to get into God's Word and begin to read the promises that He's given us over and over and over again. They are uh, uh, wonderfully uh, great and mighty uh, promises, exceedingly great and mighty promises that God has given us in His Word that tells us that we need to fear not and that we can overcome all those that come against us. We need to overcome our adversaries. We also can overcome our anxiety because you see that fear and doubt, where do anxieties come from? Anxieties come from fear and doubt. And since we have that faith in Christ that we can overcome them, we can also overcome the anxieties. There's no fear in love. Look in verse 18. We're still in chapter 4. And verse 18, it says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. That's what God wants to do in your life. He wants to make you perfect. And when I say perfect there, it doesn't mean that we never make any mistakes. It's not talking about perfection in that sense, but what it's talking about is maturity in our relationship with the Lord. And when we understand how much He loves us, then we can understand how He will care for us and try to protect us and to to be there for us whenever we need. I can remember many times when Caitlin was younger, she never does this anymore, I kind of wish she would sometimes. But when she was younger, if there was a storm outside or there, she heard a noise, she would come running. How many parents have had kids do that? Come running into your bedroom and want to get in bed with you. And, and, just, and it doesn't take long. As soon as she gets in bed, she, she calms down and she's, she's okay. 
Because You know why she does that? Because she knows her grandmother and I love her and will protect her with every single thing that we have. You understand that? We are her parents and we protect her and we will continue to protect her. I will fight for her. Now, I do much fighting anymore. I can hardly walk. But I guarantee you, I would try because I love her and she's mine. You understand what I'm saying? Listen, folks, listen to me. God is our Heavenly Father. He is not going to let you be attacked without coming to your defense. We can depend on Him. He will come and He will meet your need. He will meet every need that you have in your life. And there's no reason why we need to let this fear torment us so often that we do. We need to recognize that He overcomes he gives us the power to overcome our, our anxieties. He says, perfect love casts out fear. That perfect love is not our love for him, but it's his love for us. You see, we can't love, we, we can't love him anywhere near as much as he loves us. You understand what I'm saying? And he, he, he says that my perfect love will cast out fears. I used to think, when I read that, I said, Lord, I don't know if I love you that much to cast out all my fears. I'm not sure if, I, if I'm capable of loving you enough to cast out all of my fears. And then I reread it, and it says perfect love. So it can't be my love for him. It's talking about his love for me. I don't depend on how, it doesn't depend on how much I love him, but it's how much he loves me. And you want me to tell you how much he loves me? He loves me enough to let his son die on Calvary's cross for me. And you know what? He loves you that much too. God loves you enough. that You want to know how much he loves you? He loves you enough to let his son Jesus Christ die on Calvary's cross for you. And uh, we can count on that. And that love is what casts out our fears. When we depend on ourselves then we can't overcome those fears and that doubt and those confusion. We can't overcome that when we depend on ourselves. But when we trust Him, He helps us overcome those fears. He overcomes, uh, He helps us overcome our adversaries. He helps us overcome our anxieties. And He helps us to overcome the world's allure. See, we are born again. Let me, let's go over to chapter 5, and let me read these five verses for you, verses 1 through 5. We're in, still in 1 John chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. It says, Whoever believes that Jesus is Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves him who begot also, and everyone who loves him who begot also loves him who is begotten of him. In other words, if we love him, we also love those that are begotten of him. In other words, each and every one of us, we're all begotten of him. We are born again in Christ Jesus. We not only, if we love him, we also love those that are begotten in him. And then it goes on. He says, by this we know that we love the children of God. When we love God, 
and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. This whole uh, John is the overcomer apostle. He's the one. The, the, the Bible, uh, in the New Testament, the word overcome or some derivative of that is mentioned 24 times in the New Testament. 21 times of those 24, it's written by the Apostle John. And he, it's one of the themes of his, his uh, whole life is that we're able to overcome because of what Jesus has done for us on Calvary's cross. We're born again by faith and new birth equips us to overcome. The world holds much allure for us. It has all kinds of things that tries to pull us away from our relationship with Jesus Christ. Back in John, 1 John chapter 2 and verse 16, it talks about three of those things. It's the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. The lust of flesh, that's our old sin nature. Each and every one of us were sinners. The Bible says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And each and one of us has a sin nature. And that old sin nature is still present in us. Now we can overcome that. And that's what this is all talking about. We can overcome that old sin, sin nature by the faith and the power that we have in Jesus Christ. The lust of the eyes is that uh, Satan uses our vision to, to well up desires in our lives. Uh, he uses it to tempt us. You remember all the way back in the, uh, the beginning in the book of Genesis with Adam and Eve and they were still in the garden and uh, the serpent came to Eve and told her that uh, God would surely not kill her if she ate of the fruit. And the Bible says that she saw the fruit and saw that it was good for food and saw that it was pleasant to the eyes. And ever since then, Satan has been using our sight to draw us away, to bring things into our, our path that would draw us away and tempt us into uh, things that, we, that God would not have us do. And folks, listen to me. We all suffer temptation. Amen? It's not a sin to be tempted. The sin is when we give in to our temptation. Now, listen, all of us are tempted from time to time. But we need to, that's when we trust Him. That's when we stand on our faith. The Bible teaches even Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, you see. So we all go through that temptation, but it's by faith in Christ that He gives us the victory. He says that He'll not tempt us above our power to withhold and to, and to he always gives us a way out but listen to me listen to me when he gives you the way out you need to walk through it amen you don't just sit there 
and keep trying to battle and keep trying to battle and to keep trying to battle. And he gives us the victory, the, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. That's uh, that arrogant look, that being arrogant of who you are or what you possess. And uh, thinking, oh, what a good boy am I. You know, how great am I. And it's that pride building up that says, oh, I've done so many good things. And what he's saying to us is that we have the power. He gives us the ability to overcome because it's natural. It's natural to be proud of your accomplishments. It's easy to be proud of what you attain. And one of the things that we need to understand that every good thing comes from God. And it's not something that we have done, but it's something that He has gifted us with. There is a call to commitment for those who love the Lord, that those who long to overcome, He gives us a call that we be obedient to Him. You see, it's faith, it's love, and obedience. We overcome our adversaries by faith, knowing that we've been born again in Christ Jesus. We overcome the, the, uh, uh, our anxieties by recognizing that Jesus' love is uh, welling up inside of us, and with perfect love, it casts out all fear. It doesn't cast out just a little bit of fear, but perfect love casts out all fear. It's just like light uh, casts out darkness. It always, cast, light always casts out darkness. You've heard me uh, say this before. We couldn't turn all the lights off and put all the curtains over all of the uh, windows so that absolutely no light came in here. And then turn the lights on and draw a line down the middle and it'd be light on one side and dark on the other side. You can't do that because light always casts out darkness. Folks, in the same way, love always casts out fear. It always casts out fear. And we can depend on Him knowing that uh, uh, He is there for us. We overcome our adversaries by faith. We overcome our anxieties by love. And we overcome the world's allure by obedience to Christ we, we do the things that He tells us to do. We are obedient to Him. What is the reward for doing that? And I'm just about finished. I want to tell you that we don't do those things in vain. But over and over and over again, God tells us that He rewards those that overcome those that are willing to stand on His promises and be what He's called us to be. I'm going to share with you seven of them. You're familiar with the, in the book of Revelation, you're familiar with the seven letters to the seven churches. And to each one of those, He gives a promise. And uh, it's to those that overcome. Every one of them are going through difficult times. Every one of them are going through strenuous opposition, but he says he promises to the overcomers 
that he will be there for them. Let me just go off. When we, I, I didn't give Cindy these verses, so you won't have them. But the first letter, it's in Revelation chapter 2 and verse 7. And you don't have to turn to them. I'm just going to read it for you. He says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. In chapter, uh, chapter 2, verse 11, he says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. In verse 17, He who has an ear, let him hear who the Spirit, what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat. And I will give him a white stone and, a, and on the stone a new name written which, which no one knows except him who receives it. In verse 26, it says, And he who overcomes and keeps my works unto the end, to him I will give power over the nations. In chapter 3 and verse 5, he says, He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. In verse 12, it says, He who overcomes, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go out no more. I will write on his name, uh, him the name of my God, the name of the city of my God. And in verse 21, to him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne, and I also overcome, as I also overcome and sat down with my heavenly Father. God wants you to know that you can be an overcomer. God wants you to know that you can be a victor. God wants you to know that you can win the battle that you go through day by day. He wants you to know that the victory in Jesus is real. Amen? It's not just a song that we sing. It's not just something that we say from time to time, God wants you to live a victorious life. That word overcomer that he used 24 times is the Greek word nikomen. It means conqueror. We are conquerors in Christ. It's the word that Nike gets its name from. It's Nikoman. It means that you are a more than a conqueror. That you can have victory in Jesus. That's what God wants for you. That's what he promises us. That we can be overcomers in the Lord. And my desire for Hebron Baptist Church is that we're able to overcome whatever the devil sends before us. This, this time that we're living in, it's not the worst time there's ever been. But the church overcame 
each and every one. There have been plagues before. Oh, there was a plague back in the 1500s that wiped out half of the population of the world. The Black Plague. It, it wiped out millions and millions and millions of people. But the church overcame that. And listen, folks, it doesn't matter what comes our way. We are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. And we can and will overcome. Amen? Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we thank you for today and for the blessings you give us. I thank you for each person here. And I pray, Lord, that they might grasp this truth that you've given us that we will overcome, that we will be victorious in Christ. And uh, Lord, take away that fear because we know that your love casts out our fear and we can trust you. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.